Well, I don't need dollar bills to have fun tonight. Everybody knows. I love cheap thrills. This is the Jersey Devil. You're listening to the Devil and the Gent Show. And today, by contractual obligations, I'm joined by my snowy millennial, used to be overachiever, now no achiever producer, the Georgia gentleman. But before I kick it over to said producer, Georgia Gent, if these were Star Wars characters, he would be one of those little Ewoks. And I'm lucky enough to be joined today by one of the masters of the broadcasting industry. Mm. We have a special guest that I'll let you introduce, Gent, but I can't tell you how happy I am. He is the Chewbacca to your little Ewok, okay, when it comes to broadcasting. <laughs> he rips it up. So with no further ado, the Georgia Gentleman. Devil, it's good to be here. I think last time I talked to you, uh, things have been kind of more of the same, just kind of stuck in, stuck in quarantine. How's life been for you lately? Well, like you said, I mean, it's Groundhog Day. It's rinse, lather, repeat. Uh, staying on a routine, staying healthy, which we always encourage everybody out there to keep doing that. Keep doing that. Fight this thing off by staying healthy mentally and physically. But well, we I'm were, okay. Wait, you know, enough yeah. about that. We got to get to the show because we, like I said, we got to chop it well, up. Well, I was going to say, well, we were able to drag one of our good buddies out of quarantine. Quarantine. Our good friend Frankie. Yeah. Frankie comes to us from Pittsburgh, and he's kind of bounced around all over. Um, so, Frankie. Yes. You want to give us a little more on your on your background? He's uh, one of our good broadcasting buddies. I'm just happy to be out of the house, to be very honest with you. That's <laughs> all I that's all I can say. It's great to be here. Thank you guys for having me and uh I echo your your sentiments about staying healthy and uh doing the right thing and just being smart and trying not to get it because that's what I think everyone's doing right now and and we uh, you know, we're going to move forward somehow in the midst of all this. You have to move forward. That's the bottom line. So how do you do that? How do we do that? That's what we're going to talk about, especially yeah. in sports. Yeah, the best thing we can do right now is stay indoors, listen to podcasts, listen to our podcasts. Yeah, we're going <laughs> and we're going all sports today. We're taking advantage of the fact that we got one of the sports broadcasting greats who I've had the great fortune to work with on a on a few different games over there with Frankie. So we're going to do all sports today. We're getting away from anything involving any type of social or riots or anything else, unless it does a sports theme to it then entertain it, but we've already agreed that's what we're going to do going forward. We're going to keep this one, I won't say upbeat, I'm going to say informative, and we're going to keep this one based on sports. So give your take, our take on what we think is going to happen going forward. Yeah, well, let's jump right into it. You want to talk about, let's start with a softball, like one of the least divisive stories in sports right now. We can talk about the Redskins name change. I thought we were talking about softball. What, what was that? <laughs> I think he means it's a softball. How's that? A softball See, to, to hit. <laughs> That's it's not a hard ball. It's not a not a hard slider. It's just a, a kind of a slow curve that we can work on. Did you see that, Jen? Did yeah. you see the way Frankie explained that to me? <laughs> this is, is why I brought him ask? along. Yeah. He can bridge the gap. <laughs> I you know, everything's changing day by day. So you just don't know when you when you talk about stuff right now how it's gonna play in, in weeks or months. But uh, I was really happy that the name change came about and a lot of things, it took a lot of things to happen for Dan Snyder to get to this point. And I hope he doesn't get any credit for being a decent guy or for doing the right thing. Cause he dragged his feet every inch of the way to get to where we are now, where the Redskins are changing their name. I shouldn't even use that name, but <laughs> let's face it. Everybody still calls him that, but here we are, a, a lot of bad things have happened, and something very good has come of it. And I don't know what they're going to name the team. They're saying Red Hawks or Red Tails. Uh, Warriors, I heard, yeah, is the and, most and recent. Think, but Dan Snyder, in the, in the uh, middle finger of a press release that he put out, which, by the way, had Redskins twice in it and was also on the letterhead of the Redskins. So <laughs> as if to say, you know, I, I don't believe in this, but I'm doing it anyway. He said in there that it's going to last at least 100 years. And I think Warriors is even that can be construed as being offensive. So I think. Oh, it's no. Gonna, so yeah. you're saying Golden State's going to start looking at those jerseys? Well, you think about the Braves, the, the Atlanta Braves, the Cleveland Indians. There are a lot of teams that are looking at this now and saying, if somebody's offended by it, now is the time to change it and switch it. But and so I don't think they would go from Redskins to Warriors, but I think Red Hawks, Red Tails. Uh, especially red tails because it 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 
uh, dovetails on the idea of the Tuskegee Airmen. Sure. Um, sure. And, and that would be a And it would be unique. A, it would yeah. be a breath of fresh air, quite frankly. It exactly. doesn't sound ridiculous. It has a cool oh, name to it. Good right. Yeah, I agree. But yeah. we'll see. In, in, in the ultimate end of all, end all of this, uh, Dan Snyder is going to make a lot of money because they're going to people are going to buy up the merchandise and he's going to be richer for it and he's probably going to get some credit from people which is the worst thing that can happen but at least it's going to change yeah a lot of i know there's a lot of sentiment out there that they wish this would have forced him to or he went ahead and sell the team you know i mean i don't care what you call it if you don't put a better product on the field you might as well call yourself the well you know what the generals were one of the names mm -hmm. i was going to make a joke in reference to the globetrotters but yep the, the Generals might be, might be a name of that Redskins team, too. It's mm -hmm. funny. The Globetrotters said they would be willing to talk about selling that name. They've trademarked that name, the Washington Generals. Uh, so Snyder would have to pay to get that. And he might have to pay to get Red Hawks or Red Red Tails or whatever he goes with. But I heard one of the most unique, but it's the most it, – I mean, it's jackassery. And I need, to, <laughs> I need to preface it by saying this, but just this nickname was so – I mean, it's going to make a chuckle even as dumbass as it is. Someone said – you keep the name Redskins, hmm. but the mascot and the logo hmm. is a potato. Potato. Because okay. there's a Redskin oh, potato. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I said, Jack Astor, but at the same time, it was like, <laughs> wow, you could keep the name and you wouldn't have. No, that's not going to work. You know what changed my name? about My, my whole opinion on it was when I heard a couple of weeks ago on an interview with, with an ESPN Sunday morning personality on the radio, and they brought in a native american woman and there is a large percentage of native americans that view the term redskins like the n-word mm -hmm. the r-word they refer right. to it so right. when i heard that it changed my perspective mm -hmm. on it and 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 i realized well yeah that's certainly that's and that's why i look at the teams like the indians or the chiefs or the braves or the warriors and i don't see a negative connotation to me the redskins and dan snyder were in their own little boat out there on the sea of atlantic persian ocean stupidity Huh? The question is, would you go into a bar and say to someone, hey, are you a redskin? Red no, yeah. you wouldn't. Yeah. Because you wouldn't it, even say Indian, really. Right, but, right. but yeah. it, it's that negative connotation. I personally think that they should be the Washington possums. The possums, because they uh, – <laughs> they, uh, Play dead at home and they get killed on the road. <laughs> Wait for it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I was say, it's coming. <laughs> well, that's I what like that's that. what I alluded to. Man, change the names, change your owner. You know what? With all these protests, could we have a bunch of protests where they would call for Daniel Snyder to leave? I mean, they could make that happen. Yeah. Well, if this, enough sponsors decided to pull out, I mean, you saw FedEx, Amazon, Nike all pulling out of their sponsorship unless something was done. Yep. So, like everything, I think you were saying before the podcast, you know, money talks. And they, the FedEx owner is apparently a minority owner of the Redskins. And he tried to get Snyder to sell the team, he said. And Snyder would have none of it. So, uh, yeah, the money is where it all boils down to what it all boils down to. And, hey, it's a good thing that – and, and again, Red, Redskins will always be known as that team. 87 years, that's been the name of it. You're not going to make it go away, just like any of these things that they're talking about changing. But – at least the change is starting, and that's the important thing. And if we look back, who would have ever thought all the time Snyder said, said, I will not guarantee, not everything. Who would have thought if anybody's going to change the name of the Redskins, the name George Floyd, in essence, mm -hmm. domino effect, was responsible for the change in the name of Redskins. Mm -hmm. Pretty hard to argue that, right? Yeah, no, that's a good point. It definitely kind of kick-started everything. But either way, I don't think it's going to – help the the Redskins be any better or no. worse on the field I think we can all agree on that and um but they have a pretty good young quarterback in Dwayne Haskins you know there's a lot of good young quarterbacks kind of dominating the league we see Patrick Mahomes getting his massive contract uh 10 years what do you guys think about that 10 years what was the price tag on that for 30 450 just half a billion dollars yeah <laughs> <laughs> half a billion dollars yeah yeah not bad and potentially if he plays up to the potential that we all think he can for his mental aspect and physical, he'll be worth it. Yeah. But they got this thing in football. It's called longevity, and you never know. The most oh, yeah. healthy of guys, Bo Jackson, mm -hmm. can wear out in the NFL game. I have a feeling that this thing is obviously loaded with insurance policies for, for both sides probably in the event of injury. But 
it's it's funny that what you're seeing as a result of this signing by Mahomes, a lot of the NFL quarterbacks, I was up in the Buffalo area last week, and they were talking to Josh Allen of the Bills about this. And uh, a lot of quarterbacks, I think, are starting to drool a little bit. Yeah. They know that uh, one of their their uh, colleagues has now gotten paid to the extent that Mahomes has. And uh, I, I think they're going to be sadly, sadly disappointed when their agents – uh, start talking those kinds of numbers because Mahomes has done something that uh, none of them else, none, none of them have done. I mean, you've got to win a Super Bowl. He won a Super Bowl. He's the MVP of a Super Bowl. So Dak Prescott, Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, pick a quarterback. Until you get there, win a Super Bowl, and and show what you're made of at that level, uh, you're not going to get anywhere near that kind of money. And, and, and not just win a Super Bowl by managing it for a team with a stellar defense. Mm-hmm. Winning a Super Bowl on your own yep. from the quarterback position. Yep. Little argument there. Sure. And sure. it was, it was, uh, th- there was a question brought up about, uh, but the fact you said he proved it in the intangibles. I think they weigh in. Grew up around a professional baseball player in a clubhouse and got that very instilled, very bright, very smart, kept him. You know, involved. He was very much, very mature, almost Derek Jeter-like in quality when it comes to leadership. And I'm sorry, but I don't think there's too many of those guys walking around, even with Mahomes' talent. Yeah. But that leadership alone has got to – that gets you a lot of dollars because that in a team sport like football, that that's worth a lot of money. The one guy maybe that could could justify some of this, but again, he would have to win a Super Bowl, would be Lamar Jackson. And they went out pretty fast last year. They went out in the – in the playoffs before, I think most people thought they would. So uh, he's he's in that same kind of, in terms of being the face of an organization and the can, the ability to carry a team. I think Lamar Jackson might be a guy who who would be in that same ilk. But wow, it's going to take a while for anybody to get talked about in those terms. And again, winning a Super Bowl is the first step. Yeah, to me, I think that they're they're both changing the game in their own ways. I mean, when's the last time we've seen quarterbacks this this athletic? Yeah. I mean, you guys tell me, like, quarterbacks 30 years ago, you know, I feel like most of them were pocket passers every now and then. There was a guy that could use his legs, but Mahomes and especially Jackson, they both can use their legs big time. You know what? I used to have his number, and if I still had, I might even look. Because I'm going to call up Randall Cunningham and have him come over here <laughs> I said and beat some your guys. ass. Okay? Randall Cunningham <laughs> was the most athletic freak thing I've ever seen to this day from the quarterback position. And I thought, you, you're both going to have to sell me on this. You're putting Jackson in the same category. Mahomes went to the AFC Championship the year before, which means he won three playoff games, if I'm not mistaken. Won three more playoff games this year, counting Super Bowl. He's 6-1 and one in the playoffs. Jackson's 0-1. Oh How are you mentioning him in the same sentence? Only because he is so dynamic in what he's done and so young. He's also – And uh, we didn't expect it. Let's we, be honest. Exactly. Uh, he's a, he's not a flash in the pan. He, he's shown it over a couple of years now. What about that Wonderlick score, which was a shoe size? That, that <laughs> caused a lot of doubters too. And that's why I'm not willing to put it there. Right. And I don't know how that's much – That's a good those, point. I mean, I'm just saying the fact yeah. of it. I am not alluding to anything past that. He bombed the Wonderlick. That's it. But they say that's the measure of intelligence for quarterbacks, and that was a concern when drafting. And I think Mahomes scored in a higher, probably highest 10%. So, again, for comparison on those two. Yeah. Like it's a good too. point. We saw the Chargers kind of – I think it was the Chargers in the playoffs, right, that kind of dominated Lamar Jackson. And, and, and Jackson, I guess I'll, I'll close with a positive on him since I called it out and was this. Mm-hmm. He had one of the best seasons a quarterback has ever had. Oh, yeah. End of story. So, I mean, the potential, I get where you're coming from on that, but, but not to Mahomes. No. Six well, and one. Yeah, that's and that's why he got the contract. And and who will be the next to get one? Well, that's what we're going to have to find out. But the other, the guys who were kind of right now in the discussion on that, Dak Prescott, for instance, I don't think he's anywhere near uh, that that worthy of, of a contract. He's He hasn't proven himself uh, in the playoffs to be the kind of guy who can carry a team. But you never yeah. know. Yeah, can I, know. Can I, yeah I agree. Yeah. And as I was saying – Dak Prescott looks good when he has a couple great receivers playing for him. Yeah. And not all quarterbacks do, so credit him for that. However, Patrick Mahomes can make a couple of parking lot attendants wearing <laughs> uniforms look good. Yeah. And there's a big difference, different level. Yeah, he's got a couple of good wideouts, let's face it. Oh, he does, but when they went down. Yeah, he's still. And he's still throwing for 400 yeah. yards a game and 
Yeah. Five touchdowns every game. And, you yeah, know, he's got some monsters, certainly, with Kelsey. Yeah. And yeah. You know, you talked about old-school quarterbacks, and uh, it, the game has changed so much. But, you know, I, the debate always rages. And another topic we can get onto is Tom Brady going from the Patriots to the, to the Bucks this year. Oh, how do we not mention that? Yeah. And, and you know, back, back when I was watching football in the 70s and 80s, it was such a different game because the quarterbacks then had to be so much tougher. They, they faced so much more physical domination than they do now. The rules were not what they are today to protect quarterbacks. So a guy, uh, Joe Montana, is always my answer to who's the best quarterback of all time. He is ultimately the guy who I think if he were playing today, he would be considered way better than Brady. And, and, and he did it at a time where he was getting just decimated. He sat out a whole year with a neck injury, came back with a different team, the Chiefs, and took them to the playoffs. And, and the Niners won a playoff game. And won a playoff game. And the Niners were willing to put Steve Young aside for a, a year or more because Montana was coming back. And he said, no, I don't want to do that to Steve Young. And he left to go to oh, wow. Kansas City. So it, it's hard to compare quarterbacks from then to now. But, but there were some good athletic ones, Randall Cunningham being one and, and you know some other guys too. I guess and that's it because Randall Cunningham, I'm thinking – Gent, I mean, he's running around for his life. Right. <laughs> he's not using his athleticism for touchdowns. He's using his athleticism for a three-yard gain, and he doesn't die because linebackers like Lawrence Taylor could do whatever they wanted to you, all right, yep. in the physical, like Francis. Yeah, Smith, yeah. Which is another point. Those rules are protect quarterbacks. How would Montana would be if you put him on that? Not to mention the diet regimes and, and the shape they take care of themselves now as opposed to then. Right. If you had all of that. I, you, you, it's a good hypothetical argument. And the other hypothetical is how does a guy like Tom Brady exist in in a 1970s uniform? Is he still as dominant? Um, and we're going to find out this year if it was the system or if it was Brady. I, I don't. I, to answer your question on the exist, I don't think you'd be measuring. I don't think it would be six Super Bowls. No, I think it'd probably be six broken vertebrates and right. six concussions <laughs> and yep. six. Yeah, I mean, because such an immobile pocket passer who is. Not a really quick delivery. Yeah, he – the rules have benefited him. Don't forget, they benefited him for 10 years, and then he got hurt, and they changed him and benefited him a little more for him and right. every other quarterback. Well, so, he's going to the Bucks. Bruce Arians is their coach, yeah. and I, I, I'm anxious to see what happens there. And if the season does go off, as we hope it does, uh, that's – that's I think a lot of people are going to want to watch the Tampa Bay Buccaneers all of a sudden. They're going to want to watch – this new oh, yeah. newly named team in Washington, and they're definitely going to want always want to watch Mahomes and uh, what he's doing with Kansas City as as they bring twenty of twenty two starters back oh. from last year's oh, Super wow. Bowl team. At least that's that's the plan. If they can get everybody signed, they'll have twenty of their twenty two starters back uh, to to play this year. So that's that's you don't see teams keep. Uh, a nucleus like that from one year to the next very much anymore. No, That's, no, especially with how much speed that team has. Yeah. You know, Hill and Kelsey's a beast. You know, he's the next best tight end. Their much improved. Yeah. And let's put it this way. It's probably also a big reason why Tom Brady made sure he carried himself to an NFC roster. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to have to go against that Kansas City team because I just went against it with a pretty good New England team and we couldn't get it done. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's a very good point. He has some good weapons too, though. You know, Mike Evans. Oh, yeah. tremendous weapons yeah, in Tampa fun. Bay. Fun to watch. Yeah, tremendous weapons. It, we two big receivers. But they got to came out to his own yes last year too. The second second receiver. My name escapes me, but that's awesome. Goodwin, Stop. Godwin. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Who was it Godwin? I think it was. It was yeah. Godwin. There's the other one that plays for the 49ers. I always get confused with, but yeah, they're they're going to make some some noise. The Bucks this year. I don't know if they're going to be good enough to beat the Saints. The Saints are still going to be really good, I think, and. You know, it's gonna be some high-scoring games. I think so. Sure. Yeah, I think so. Now, I got I gotta shoot right in here though. As far as every the topics of all shows right now, we have to go what what we feel percentages or something on on who's gonna play or what's you know how the season's gonna unfold. We've got to do that just for speculation. And Brady, I use Brady as a as a transition because an interview with him about two weeks ago, he caught a lot of flack for it. Did you? Did you get that one i heard about that yeah i did the one where he came out and yeah. said you might have to help me a little bit with it but it was kind of like this is all a bunch of nonsense yeah and, and you we have nothing to fear but fear itself did he even right. quote i think he yeah, did he did throughout the presidential quote he did <laughs> ah where you go brady yeah so when you hear him make that and he's a pretty intelligent guy 
it, it showed me the statement of a frustrated, nervous 43-year-old guy who's very excited to finally take a shot and get away from Belichick and have a chance to run his own stuff and form his legend more. He has who knows how many few years left. And, wow, it's really hitting him that he doesn't think they're going to play. And I blame that whole stupid statement based on that. I don't think he meant that. I think it was out of frustration because he's feeling NFL is just not going to be able to get this thing done. Yeah, yeah. Well, Thoughts? Yeah, what do you guys think? I mean, as far as what leagues have the best chance of playing, it's, it's weird because soccer's figured it out. It looks like hockey's figured it out. But, you know, baseball and the NFL, it's just in college sports. I mean, I think we have to. Well, let's go down sport by sport. Just seemed doubtful. Yeah. All right. Hey, can I give suggestions as a producer? Yeah, please. You just like get us started by throwing out a sport (laughs) and you ask us questions about the sport. That's how that works, Jen. All right. Well, we were talking before the podcast about. uh, (laughs) Yeah. Before uh, everybody out there listening, you're supposed to know what we talked about before the podcast. That's why I'm telling you. That's why we love the Georgia gentleman. (laughs) So let's talk about we were talking about Robert Manfred. The commissioner. Um, so we got to talk baseball first. We're going to talk baseball first. Okay, I'll help you. So, players arguing with owners. Go. Uh, my opinion is baseball uh, blew it big time. They they had a chance to be a heroic savior for fans, uh, and instead they bickered and bickered, and the, and finally the the commissioner had to step in and say we're going to play sixty games. Uh, it, it was a travesty this this spring, and uh, you know the fans are going to come back because they always do. But uh, I don't know if the ratings will be what anywhere near what they're hoping for. And if if they can play, uh, you know it's it's kind of a sad testament to the selfishness, the billionaire owners and the millionaire players. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they they really blew it. Baseball could have really stood out as a, a leader on this one, and they didn't. And so they're going to play. They're supposed to start, you know, in the near future here. And, and uh, how many games they're going to get in, I don't know. They're going to have a, a, a pool of players. They're going to be tested. Uh, what happens if three or four starting pitchers from a team are all of a sudden positive? And let's say it happens late in the year when we're coming down to the playoffs in, in late uh, September. And, and all of a sudden, just as a for instance, uh the three starters for the Nationals all of a sudden test positive. Scherzer and Corbin and uh, and the other big guy uh, <laughs> whose name is the Alou. other guy. The other Gonzalez? big guy who went to the nightclub two yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The guy was the M- he was only the MVP of the of the World Series. Uh, their third starter, who I'm forgetting, Strasburg. Steven Strasburg. So if those three oh, yeah, guys, that guy's pretty good. If yeah. those three guys. <laughs> Yeah, of course. By the way, these are two baseball people. Right, yeah. I'm not. You know, yeah. I'm basketball. That's these bad. two guys, that that's bad. bad. If Strasburg, Corbin, and Scherzer all of a sudden are not available and the, and the Nats are trying to get in, is this really a season that we can take seriously? Can you even say that the playoffs mean anything when, when the three top starters of one team are not able to be there for the, the crunch run? No. Uh, yeah. And, and that's no. what all of these sports are, are kind of going to have to battle. Um, well, stick 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 with baseball okay. one, one at a time. Yeah. All I needed to hear was Buster only, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to say the odds he gave. They asked him what percentage did he think the baseball season would start, and he said 5%. Yeah. They yeah. asked him what percentage they go finish. It was obviously zero. Right. If Buster only – yeah. Doesn't have a good handle on this where his numbers were that bad two weeks ago. Right. And in the last two weeks, nothing better has happened. Put it that way. I won't say it's a whole lot. Nothing better. Right. Who? Why would I guess something? I think this was done so people would keep listening to talk radio. People keep listening to our podcast. The players are getting paid some money to go in and try to get this done. Okay. Give some more maybe hope for society and the sporting general thinking, all right, maybe we can get something in. But – I don't think baseball ever had a chance. Yeah. I don't think college football has any chance. Well, let's go to college football next. College yeah. football. Yeah. Well, I, I don't see it, Francis. No. Yeah, it's going to be very tough, and, and they're going to have to uh, – the bigger conferences are going to have to figure out financially what's going to happen. But the SEC is going to be probably the last one standing trying to hold out hope of playing a conference season. and uh, it's going to be very, very difficult for, I think, college football because how do you get 100 guys or 80 guys or whatever 
in a, in a in a small area, even if you're playing without fans, even if you're playing uh, with limited fans, however you want to do it, it just doesn't seem right now, uh, as we get closer and closer to, to August and September, it just doesn't seem like it's going to work. But that doesn't mean that bigger conferences won't be able to figure this out and wow. somehow power through this as uh, uh, as we move forward. Well, they've got the greatest motivator in the world. Yeah. No question about that. It's all That's money, and we've got to get in there. But yep. I, I, I just don't think any way the college world is going to be able to get this done. I agree with that. I, I don't think – and, and you and I saw that from the beginning in basketball season when it started to shut down before we knew, understood what it was and everything else about it. Right. And it was it was always a domino effect. Yeah. There was never a case where at the collegiate level, there's never yeah. a case where certain schools were starting to shut down or cancel out and bow out. And then it's just a matter of time for everybody. Well, the Ivy League, they said, would be the bellwether. And they just they just said, that's it. We're done. We're yeah. done. They the Ivy the League. Uh, and then behind that, the Patriot League has bowed out. So, yeah, little by little, uh, not just football, all fall sports all are probably going to go away at a lot of schools and a lot of conferences. But Yeah. Uh, hey, I'll throw a suggestion out there. Based on what we had last year, teams coming back, we could just get split squads from LSU mm-hmm. and Alabama mm-hmm. and Georgia and Florida. We could just contain them, put them in a bubble for three months where they're not doing anything else. Online classes for the schooling, let them do there and split them up into like teams of 44. Each team gets an A squad and a B squad. <laughs> hey, why would you play? What's another big thing? What do we care about? I want to bet on something, man. If you give me those four schools and you split their talent up and they're playing each other on, a, on a, every three, four nights, be entertaining. And also would give the guys a chance who need to get drafted. Isn't it amazing that more and more the gambling part of this is coming to a point where uh, it, the stigma has gone away so much and so many laws, so many states are now okay with the, the, the sports gambling, yeah. and now all of a sudden the sports aren't going to Oh, that's be a there. great point. I mean, that's the timing of this is just killing people who are, who are of the gambling type. No, I'm not pointing any fingers, of course, but if you were going to gamble on sports, the laws now are to a point where it's easier than it's ever been legally to do it, and, of course, now the games aren't aren't going to be there, which is just very ironic. But Well, uh, Frankie is a guy that's got to have action. You know that. You say to the jet, he's pointing at me, folks, when he's saying that. He's like <laughs> doing cartwheels looking at me, smacking Jen in the arm. No. Uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah, got to have action on something to watch that, especially with splits. What I'm saying is I, I absolutely think you're wrong because you're saying they're getting killed or I'm getting killed. And I'm thinking, no way, man, I'm saving more money. Than you can imagine <laughs> <laughs> you're alluding that people win when they yeah, sports bet. That's true. That's why we always say they're out. Everybody gambling is entertainment money. You right. spend it. And if you're lucky enough to get something back, you get a little bonus. Fine. That's like the old joke about uh, the guy who said uh, my wife's credit card just got stolen uh, a couple of weeks ago. I haven't reported it yet. The thief is spending less than my wife was See? <laughs> it's a good trade. That's, that's that's similar to gamblers now being able to say, look at all the money I got. I can't gamble, but I I'm guess make, what? I'm making out on the deal. I have a I have a uh, a friend of a friend of a cousin of an uncle of a adopted, I don't know what, but anyway, he he's a bookie. Mm-hmm. And I never thought I'd hear my 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 guy say this when he said, oh man. I got absolutely killed on a Korean baseball parlay. <laughs> the Those dinos. are things you not expect. People are getting up at 4.30 in the morning and watching. I get it. I yeah. mean, yeah. it's just not my thing. But, I mean, I, I I've watched a few Another things. couple months I might be doing it. I don't know. It's good baseball. It's like a different style. It's it's entertaining to watch. But, Again, I mean. got to have action. It, you don't have a money on it. I mean, that's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially at those hours. Unless you're scouting but, Korean baseball. But there are sports that are still going on. Um Devil and I know that you had you had a good golf guy that you were telling me about. You guys were oh yeah, you can, about a major yeah there are a up, lot right? of a lot of bets you can make on golf tournaments on these mm-hmm. as well, and that's what a lot of people are going in on now. Yeah, you got some good things happening. You got Dred Jack's place, the Memorial, up in Ohio. All right, so Tiger's return. This will be Tiger's first tournament back. Nice. If he makes the cut, that's success. I mean, this is a two and up. It's his first round back. He's going to be all over the place trying to find his game, which is what he always does. They got the PGA Championship in three weeks. So, I wouldn't expect too much from Tiger. Victor Hovland, for those of you out there that play fantasy golf is big. I mean, I can help with that. Fantasy golf leagues. 
Victor Hovland, I really like as, as a, not a dark horse, but a, a guy who can win this that maybe isn't one of the more household names yet. Will be. Young guy. Can I throw out a name? Yeah. I watched a little golf. I know. Don't. don't I'm. I'm uh, your heart is Jet, get the defibrillator. That's right. <laughs> Frankie's talking golf to me. I love it. I know. This is how, I'm shocked. Apparently, this is how bored I am. Um, I watched a little bit of golf last week. Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah. Okay, yeah. He's the man player. is a different human being from last year. He has built himself up, and I'm picking him for any golf tournament. I'll, I'll tell you that right now. He well, looks like a monster. Well, he is going to be one of the favorites. Sure. Because he won his last time out. That's the and one he I watched. He also There you go. The <laughs> one I watched. He also had three top tens yeah. in three previous tournaments come to that. And he also plays clubs that are all the same length. That's his thing. So he's 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 like Dr. Bruce Banner and the Hulk because he is a big tech guy. He did all this study to gain all this weight. And those of you out there, Bryson DeChambeau was probably about 160 pounds. All right, going going into coronavirus, he's out at about 205. Yeah. And folks, he looks like I mean, it's not John Daly 205. It's all muscle 205. Oh, it's yeah. yeah. He, 10 protein shakes a day right and he is hitting and it, it's working yeah he has studied the science and he is carrying the ball listen to this number he had one tee shot that the ball carried 370 yards mm. hey you weekend hackers out there like me that yeah. the average par four length is about 350 360 and it's a long hole if it's 400 he carried 370 yards the ball was in the air for eight and a half seconds I mean, that's just those those. I won't. That's enough numbers, but that's just incredible. That's amazing. And he is a. You say he hits every club. The every same length. length yeah. of shaft is the same. Right. So Hogan would, start. It's a Hogan thing. Right. And when you said that, I was thinking all the clubs were different lengths. I was like, <laughs> that's weird. What does he have to stand back farther if if the club's longer? But you're talking about the actual. The actual no, I'm talking about the, sh the shafts the of the sh clubs. Like okay. if you go starting with a three iron, would have the longest shaft for an iron. Right. Four irons a little shorter. Okay. Five irons a little shorter. So the difference between a three iron and a nine iron. That's a huge. Wedge, right. Right. He has the same exact length. That's crazy. On every shaft because he says same spine angle and uh -huh. there's no reason not to. I think there's a reason not to. It's called Ben Hogan did it 100 years ago and nobody's done it since. Right. Right. But it's obviously worked for him. He's yeah. he's putting. He put so he's he's there. Yeah, that's a great pick. Mm -hmm. So we go Victor Hovland, Shambeau, both two guys that can win it. Mm -hmm. And I'll give everybody the audience a third name. You don't want to put him out there. You get Justin Thomas mm -hmm. is a little pit bull, mm -hmm. and he got beat in a playoff last week and looked really not happy at all. He's playing good golf. He wants to be mentioned in the same. Not many people. I say Justin Thomas to you guys. I don't get much of a reaction as Liam. Not if I said Rory, mm -hmm. okay, or, yeah. or, or or right. Or if I said Brooks Kepka, oh, or if yeah. I said those guys, Ed, Ricky Fowler, who's never even won a major, but Justin Thomas is one of those guys, and he's got a big chip on his shoulder. He's only about five foot eight, one hundred and forty pounds, <laughs> half of DeChambeau. Mm. Well, but he's he's a guy. So enough golf talk. But take those three guys, put them in. If you can make it on your fantasy team, put those three on your fantasy team, or nice. get, get at least two out of them. Nice. So golf is continuing yes. without fans. Yes. The NBA is the next we'll talk about because somehow they've gone into a bubble in Florida and they're trying to make this work as everyone is uh, is kind of contained. And they're already quarantining guys for walking out of the bubble and doing things like getting, getting food picked up. And uh, it's, it's a whole different world for these guys now to try to figure out how to play the season. So. And the mentality of a 20-something-year-old or even 30-something-year-old is invincibility, especially exactly. if you're an athlete. Sure, sure. And the NBA was the first one to really say these guys are testing positive. Let's not forget, you know, it was, it was uh, the NBA that kind of led the, led the charge on that. So are they going to be able to get through? I don't know. Yeah. What yeah. do you What do you think? It's, we got We got to take guesses. We're going to limb here. I don't think they're going to make it through. I, I think. Do you think they'll start? I think they're going to start. I think baseball is going to start, but I think they're going to have to have some kind of pause at times when things maybe get too hot for certain teams or do something for teams who are decimated by positive tests. Yeah. Because if guys are quarantined in the NBA, if you've got three or four of your key guys, how do you How do you play? How do you play? Yeah. Devil, what do you think? Is the NBA I, playing this year? 
I don't think they are going to play. I Not don't. at all. And, and because I think external factors come into this too. We talk about the states that have gone backwards. That's a real thing. Within mm-hmm. just, you know, today is Wednesday, whatever July Corona Day it is. What is it today? July fifteenth. Fifteenth. Yeah. No idea. <laughs> to, yeah, to, yeah. July fifteenth. We're middle of July. Wow. As we're okay. saying these crazy. things. Yeah. Shows. Yeah. But it's so I, I just states have gone backwards in this last week, last few days, and how does that go? Because I think they're going to have to go in courts, and the leagues will too, along with these states shutting things down. I just because you're talking about if they go backwards in phases, now it's not two hundred and fifty people. Now we're only allowing fifty. Well, that makes football done, and that makes baseball done. So I don't think I don't think we're going to get. I think basketball is just not going to happen. I think baseball's not going to happen. I think college football is not going to happen, and I think if we go to pro football now. Ah, here I'll, we go. I'll, I'll lead off with pro football. Mm-hmm. I think pro football is fifty-fifty. Yeah. I think the league said a lot when they allowed teams and actually I think encouraged teams to cover their lower bowls with tarps that are sellable for sponsorships. So when you're watching an NFL game, if indeed they happen this year, you're not going to see fans, obviously, but you're going to see more advertising, which is more possible revenue for for the franchises. Um, So that tells me the league is already thinking we're going to play, we're going to find a way to play, we're also going to find a way to make as much money on this as we can since the teams are only going to allow a certain number of, of fans in the game, if any at all. Um, so I think they're thinking – I think the NFL is the one t- the one league that desperately will push it as far as they can yes. yeah, to get that. games played. Consistent with the MO, like right. we see them as helmeted gladiators out there. Right, right. They're, they're not helmet- human beings. It's the right. NBA's personal. Baseball's personal. The NFL also has is now working with Oakley, the sunglass company, for shields that are that are uh, microbial, so that you cannot pass anything through the shield while you're playing the game, wow. which makes a lot of sense. That's how the the virus is transmitted, human to human, through uh, through the molecules in in the uh, in the moisture of the breath and the and the nose. So that that mask could could help them at least theoretically get out there and play play a game or practice. Yeah, and a lot of it's uh, about perception right now. And if yeah. they do something like that, then it does show that, you know, they are taking it seriously. But we've seen really, really interesting things from, like, the, East, the English Premier League yeah. um, over in England, and they've been able to play for quite a, quite a while now. The only difference being, uh, like you alluded to, Frankie, is um, – no fans in the stands. Yep. So, but one thing that I've seen with them is that they're actually pumping crowd noise into their games. And if you're watching it, you really can't tell. It just feels like a normal, a normal soccer game. So, how would you guys feel about that if the NFL did something like that? They've talked about it with baseball too. I don't, I don't know how I feel about it until I see it. But I don't like the idea of it at at the beginning of the conversation, just because it feels like it's so fake. It's, it's not. It's one thing to watch a game with no fans, and you know why. But but when the the noise is there, to me, it's just not not genuine. I would rather not hear anything and hear the announcers. And the announcers oftentimes aren't even going to be on site; they're going to be in a studio. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I I would rather not hear the crowd mm-hmm. noise. Uh, I I'm okay in baseball if they want to pump in uh, the organ music and the and the, the normal stuff and the normal stuff. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. They don't have to pipe it and they can have an organ player. Well, exactly. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of stadiums still do have organists and they still have, uh, you know, plenty of, of sound effects, things like that. I'm okay with, but the, the crowd noise part is where I just get, I, I would rather not hear that, but that's just me. Everybody's different. I, I think, uh, music or anything, noise, excuse me, being pumped in like that would be great. If I'm watching an 80s sitcom, okay, <laughs> yeah. along with that right. canned laughter, that to, to Frankie's point, I feel the same way. It would be absolutely ridiculous to put any yeah. type of crowd noise in. And quite frankly, the entertaining thing in golf aspect is you hear a lot more what they're saying from a spectator. It's not lacking that much. Sure, you right. want to hear the roar on a good shot, but you get to hear that. Think about it. We make up these football games. You're going to hear everything. That's going to we could have, and there's another marketing. Right, just do a completely unedited open mic sound for the entire game. You get to hear officials. That wow, better not let your little children watch that version. But yeah, I know you guys aren't too, aren't aren't huge UFC fans, but 
they actually don't pump in any crowd noise, and it's pretty cool because you can hear what they're shouting in the corner. Um, their coach is, like, giving them directions and things like that. You can hear the ref. And the, it's, it's cool. It's, like, a different type of watching ex- experience, too. Does NASCAR pump any crowd in? No, I don't think what? so either. I think it's just vroom, vroom, vroom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh well, that's right. You don't hear the crowd in NASCAR anyway. It wouldn't no. really matter. No. <laughs> you don't hear anything. Good that's point. True. That's true. Mm-hmm. And, and Showing yeah. how many NASCAR races I've been watching. <laughs> I went to one. You know, even the NBA, when you think about it, they, they, they do a lot of sound effects, organ music, while a team is, you know, dribbling sure. the ball and working in the half court or whatever. You know, that, that I think should continue. I, I'm okay with that. I just I don't like the – because here's the thing. If you have crowd noise, let's say at a baseball game, you're going to put in crowd noise. So you're going to have a very small amount of background noise that you would expect from a crowd. All of a sudden, there's a pitch and, and a guy hits it. Is, is somebody going to be in the booth pushing a button for louder noise? Is there a, techni- a, a technical way for them to uh, that quickly try to bring about that kind of excitement from a crowd? I, I don't know. I, I just would have to hear it and see it before I would be okay with it. But. I got one word that to me is a requirement for crowd noise, organic. Yeah. If it's not organic. Right. No. And, and let's face it, a fly ball. Let's see the. Let's say the the sound guy in the booth sees a fly ball, thinks it's going to be a home run, goes to the maximum crowd, and the guy catches it on the on the warning track. What what happens? Do they kill the crowd noise? Then does it, it looks to me like it's a disaster, waiting to happen. I I, just I think it shows how bored we were with sports that somebody kicked that around on a yeah. few different news outlets, and all of a sudden we're talking about it. Right. Because exactly. I don't think it ever was seriously being considered. It was I, probably well, just thrown out there. I, I think it could happen. I think some sports may do it, but. Uh, you know, overall, I think they're all going to play to some degree. I really do. I know you don't think that's going to happen, but I think there's going to be uh, eight days from now, baseball is supposed to start the Nationals and the Yankees. And I think so to go with the pros, not to interject, Frank, right. you've got, you think the pro, all pro sports are going to give it a shot. And at I, some point and I actually way. think a lot of colleges, the big college conferences are going to give it a shot too. They're not going to play. Uh, they're going to play, try to play conference games only. So the mm-hmm. season's going to start a little later. I think mm-hmm. they're hoping that they can, uh, with these shields, perhaps if that filters down from the NFL through, but uh, you know, well, I just it's not I, and here's yeah. I keep going back, and you and I were directly, like I said, involved, yeah. got to see it firsthand with the basketball season. Yep. And every time somebody delays something, yeah, to my knowledge, it's been canceled. I don't know of one successful delay yet, not one. Yeah. It's always been so. That's why I'm pessimistic about that. I mean, right. gosh, I hope you're right. Yeah, uh, you, you I, at least pro, at least the pro sports, the college yeah. sports, as tragic as that may seem, I just don't think those logistics, they don't have the money that right. the NFL yeah. has. Right. I feel like, like you said, there's a lot more logistics too when it comes to college students as well compared to NFL. Oh my gosh, yes. And what are you going to not bring kids back to campus, but you're going to just play football? <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. Well, what how's that work? Like Arizona yeah. State not coming back, or Arizona not coming back. Hampton's not coming back. So how would uh, if it, Arizona doesn't come back, right? Right. Students. Right. U of A. How are you going to play football if the students don't come back? Football players are students. Yeah. I don't think they can. Well, technically, if the students don't come back, they're taking classes online. You can take classes online from anywhere. And if you have the the athletes quarantined in in their own living area, Mm. taking classes online, I I don't know. Actually, it sounds to me on that basis, it would be safer if there were no other students. Because let's face it, that's what we all know. And the coaches have said this. Yeah. Said once those other general population of college kids come back, mm-hmm. we're in trouble. Right. Well, the bigger trouble is it. It seems to me is that they also they want to leave. Once they come back, you get to Friday afternoon, and what do college students do? A lot of them want to get in their cars and drive and see their friends at other colleges or or, or go to parties wherever. And that's that's one of the problems that schools are, I think, trying to deal with right now. And, and they've moved the scheduling back a little bit, and they've already basically said, we're not coming back from Thanksgiving break because mm. everybody travels then, and right. we're not having a fall break when everybody travels then. We're going to condense the fall year. Classes are going to be, you know, I, I don't know if any schools have done this, but I would go seven days a week. Don't let kids have the opportunity to get in their car and leave. Because that's where the transmission is going to happen. If you were to go to seven days a week classes, obviously a lot of kids would scream and yell six, about it. Go that. to six. Sun, get Sunday off for right, six. Six yeah. days a week. If you did that and, and tried to limit travel and, right. and transmission as much as you could, then maybe uh, you could make a case for having 
but again, testing is the biggest thing. And, and testing, the NHL announced they're going to test every player, every coach, every day. We haven't talked about the NHL yet. Yeah. I've held back for a reason. It wasn't okay. by coincidence. I think NHL pulls this off. Yeah. Now, I, I'm going to go with 75 to 80% they pull this off because, of the, first of all, it started doing it in Canada. Mm-hmm. Way different rules. Then you start hearing about the regulations and requiring people in this bubble. It's no joke if you leave. Right. I was hearing of the fines, and it is huge. Yep. It's not 50000 It's like 500000 yep. people who leave, and you're done, and it's subject to even maybe jail time. Mm-hmm. They're making sure. And then I rely on, we've said I have very limited experience watching hockey. I'm a Ranger fan, but I have limited experience, and I, but I'm relying on the hockey I do watch. Those players, dudes that play hockey, are some of the most savagely just crazy would be able to commit to a team and try to get through a three-month bubble season just out of the love of the game of hockey. A, right? Right. Pass me the pack bacon and the Labats. Yeah, and you see guys like David Price already saying that he's not going to be playing this year in the MLB no matter what. But you, I, I feel like a lot we have guys MLB. What about Mike Trout? Yeah, exactly. But we haven't heard too many hockey players. No, saying that. No. They don't have the money either. That's another factor. See, I think you got to yeah. look at hockey. I mean, they're playing in another country and the money factor. Those two things alone are going to help them. It, it's funny that Canada has done a great job with this, much mm-hmm. better job than the U.S. And, and one of the stories I read uh, when I was up north, uh, there's a boat called the Maid of the Mist you may have heard of. It's a, it's a boat that leaves uh, from the U.S. side. And it goes out to Niagara Falls. The waterfalls, yeah. The waterfalls. And it, and it circles around, and you can actually they, you wear ponchos, the Maid of the Mist, and you, you actually will, can look up at Niagara Falls and feel the mist. And it's, it's an amazing uh, – I've done it many times. It's, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, there's also a little boat. Hold that, on. You yeah. went over a barrel – in a barrel I, I by go, Niagara Falls? No, I, I didn't do a barrel. I just went out in the boat. Oh. Now, the barrel is a little different story. Not many really, those, I wanted to hear that. Not, not many of those people okay. live to tell. But – then they also have a similar thing on the other side from Canada. They have a little boat excursion you can go on. And so the Buffalo News, the newspaper up there, wrote a story about how the Maid of the Mist was out circling around, and it had about uh, you know 200 people on it. But the little Canadian boat that would come out, they're only doing it for, for personal tours and small groups, and Canada is much more uh, intent on limiting people's access to each other and they wouldn't allow their boating company on at Niagara they, Falls to do what the Maid of the Mist is doing. So that tells you right there, there's the difference between the two countries. And if, if it is Canada calling the shots here, I, I think you're right. The NHL can oh, they, well. and, and, and it can happen. I'll say we contributed to that. Canada was behind us as far as everything went, and they learned from us. And, yeah, they acted yeah. quicker. And you know what else they did? They kept Americans the hell out of there. That probably helped mm-hmm. them, too. They shut down <laughs> the borders quick. They did. Yeah. Like and this the, May. And the, the borders are still closed. And, we'll, the, you know, they're talking Said about. Said today, probably at least end of all. You know, uh, yeah. like everything else. Yeah. See you in January 2021. Yep. Good riddance 2020. Yep. Kiss my ass. I'm skipping this calendar on everything going yeah. forward. So. Yeah. This has not been a great no. year. <laughs> this, 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 <laughs> no. We, somebody did something wrong back on New Year's Eve because ever since we started, <laughs> this year has been. It's defective. We need to send this year back. Something's wrong with 2020. Yes. We'll be glad to turn the page on this thing. If I were in the optical world, an eye doctor, I would say, we can't refer to it as 2020 vision anymore because (laughs) (laughs) nothing is is clear when you're talking about 2020. So... (laughs) That's that's just the way it is. But uh, yeah, I hope I hope they all get to play. I hope I hope there's some sports to talk about, uh, and maybe who knows? I I, I believe in in uh, the medicine, and I maybe somewhere uh, they're going to have a breakthrough in a treatment or. Well, yeah, I mean know, that's the hope, right? And that's the hope, and the and the, they say that the early trials are good for, uh, you know, the the shot that uh, the vaccine that may actually uh, make this all livable. So we'll see. We'll see. We just need to be talking about sports and not the percentages and chance of them playing. But, yeah, hopefully hockey gets through because that is going to be – that's going to be crazy with they're staggering the games, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. in different time zones. And I had a hockey fan. He texted me, and he was like, this was the greatest thing ever. And that's how I knew the specifics of it. So Yeah. But I don't even know right now who to root for, what seeds are. Don't they have, like, eight regular season games they're finishing, or is they just into the playoffs? They're going to play a little bit regular season and then go into yeah, the playoffs. Yeah, like they're going to play a few regular season games right. to seed into the playoffs. But, I mean, you can't go wrong with Tampa Bay or Calgary. 
right now as far as the the top of the seeds go. Calgary's playing well? Yes. What seed are they? One in the Pacific. Wow. And they were ousted pretty early in the playoffs last year. I, I think so, yeah. That's what's kind of cool about hockey. So I mean, Calgary, we saw Vegas uh, make that run last okay. year. Out of Keep nowhere, an eye on so. Calgary. Yeah. What about my Rangers? What about our Rangers? Where Are they even in the – in the sniffer, they not even coming no. back from the break. Yeah, <laughs> they're with the Sabers, my team. Yeah, not not doing so well. So yeah. their quarantine is extended. They're they're playing golf. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think the Sharks, the the Bruins, uh, specifically the Sharks. I don't know. I feel like, okay, you know, I know we're all not huge hockey fans here, and we're no, talking I, out of it, our ass. But if there are any thoughts, pick a team. Yeah. Okay, I'm going Sharks. You're going San Jose Sharks. Yeah. Tampa Frankie? Bay. Tampa. Tampa Bay Lightning. Lightning. Devil. Don't I'm say. going. I'm going. Calgary Flames. I'm the Devil. I'm going with the Flames. Yeah, I, go I got to go. Absolutely. Yeah. Too but bad I'm the Devils aren't in the playoffs, or else we know you go with them. Well, going for the next best thing. But all right. Well, Frankie, Yo, thank, Frankie, thank you for being here. Yes, my uh, pleasure. Enjoyed the conversation. I know it's yeah. been it's been a while since probably any of us have really talked sports like this. Um, devil, I know you like to send us off with your words of positivity. Do you have any positive thoughts? Yeah, I am positively certain that I absolutely love Frankie for coming in. Please continue <laughs> to be our third wheel. Yes. Because right now, as we know, the gent, <laughs> he's a work in progress, and yes. we love him. But yeah. I should, maybe you're not you're – the, you're the second wheel because he's like one of those spare donuts sometimes. Yeah. I, but but it's, it's nice to have another professional and man with a few decades of experience on him. He's the glue that keeps this all together. I'll be the axle to your two wheels. He's the axle, and we're the wheels, and uh, – uh, you know, we're we're hopelessly lost, but we're making great time. Well, <laughs> I'm not sure I'm ready to give away the title of Axel to you. I might want it. Okay. But besides that, I think we should work on that. You take forward. Axel, I'll take spare tire. All right. The donut. The, the donut. That. There you go. Speaking of donuts, hockey, Canada, a lot of good donuts up there. They'll be eating donuts like crazy, getting ready for That's hockey. That's right. What's oh, the yeah. one town where they're really, really big? It is Calgary. Tim, it Tim Horton's donuts up there. Well, you're going to and, – and, and trust yeah. me, Tim Horton – Tim Horton, played. folks, is like the Baskin-Robbins of donuts. It's a great little place it's, thing. It, but it, I thought you were going to give me an iconic well, Canadian town that had – Tim Horton was an NHL player with the Buffalo Sabres and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, yeah. and Toronto. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And when he died tragically in a car accident, he was 44 years old. He was still playing in the NHL. And he already had started the restaurant chain. They're all donut shop, coffee shops. And uh, the general manager of the Sabres bought the franchise from his his uh, widow. And now it's been sold several times. And it's a giant uh, donut coffee shop up in Canada and in western New York as well. And, and I think it's expanding even even further. So... Uh, when you said donut, that's the first thing I thought of. <laughs> yeah, back when this Corona thing was going on, at one point I think we were brought to. We, we already we, did. We dine in the calendar year of 2020. I think we've dined at one of those. We may have. I'm not I sure believe. if it was at Tim Hortons or not, but it was maybe uh, right before. It might have been in December. So yeah, whatever. within the last year, it's I've possible. been to a Tim Hortons. I remember it well. Yeah, yeah, fantastic stuff. Yeah, that's why we bring you along, Frankie. Hey, for those you know, little tidbits. And that's a little tidbit. Actually, they're called Timbits. At Tim Hortons, <laughs> there's little mini donuts. They call them Timbits, so not womp, Tidbits. Womp. <laughs> That's it. That's good. Devil, any final words for us? Tap that out of wisdom. No, everybody, keep doing what you're doing out there. Stay healthy. Keep going. I know this is a long grind, but here's the thing. Now at this point, we're in July. We got a lot in our rearview mirror. So anytime you start getting a little depressed, a little down, missing sports, or even sports is a distraction, let's face it. Real life starts kicking you around kicking your teeth in, all right? Get back up because we've got a lot accomplished. You've done a lot. All of us have done a lot, battled through problems, everything else. So keep that chin up. Be aware. Be aware depression is real. Do everything you can to fight it. Keep up the breathing. Keep up the exercise. Keep up the spiritual thoughts. Gentlemen, I'm out.